Praise the Lord and welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in the studio at Crossway Church, and I'm so excited to be gathered around God's Word with you on this day. You know, it's always very encouraging and edifying to be sitting before the Word of the Lord with those who hunger and thirst after the righteousness of our God. I'm so thankful for this moment in time that the Lord has given us to have this Bible study. Every moment of our lives are so precious and so valuable, not only to us, but they're valuable to God. He put us here for a great purpose. And I'm thankful for uh, those who on the earth today, very few out of that somewhere around 8 billion people there are, who are seeking God and hungry for the things of God, but there are a few. And so I'm thankful for you today, those who God has crossed our path with, wherever you are, whether you're a pastor of a local church, those we're associated with in fellowship, the fellowship of determined ministers, or you're uh, one of the saints in those local churches and or whoever you are that's found us. And we're just so thankful for this precious time that the Lord has given us every Monday morning and Friday morning to gather around his word and learn the, the, the truth of the gospel, for that is truly his and our focus. And we're thankful for that today. This is going to be part eight of a series we're doing titled The Secret and the Fear of the Lord. The secret and the fear of the Lord, it's based on Psalms 25 and 14. I'll quote it for you this morning before we dig in. Psalms 25 and 14 says, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he shows them his covenant. Let me assure you that only those who fear the Lord are going to be seeing his covenant for it require to see his covenant requires him showing it to you and for him to show it to you there is something required that we see in that scripture and it is the fear of the lord that means the reverence toward the lord a submission to the truth of the lord and uh, we're just excited god is going to show us some very phenomenal things today. I hope you'd get your Bible and follow along with us. This is going to be very encouraging, very enlightening, and I pray that his touch be upon our hearts and all that pertains to us during the few minutes of this Bible study. The Lord is able to do in these next few minutes anything that's according to his will, and I pray that some of those things be what you're crying out for, that through this Bible study, the power of the Lord Jesus Christ would touch your heart and work its way outward, that it, his touch would be upon all of you. The power is in the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of the cross of Christ. It'll always be the focus of God. He's ever mindful of his covenant, and he's told us to be ever mindful of of his covenant, and we are learning to do that. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Before we get started, remember, everything we do at Crossway Church here in Queen City, Texas, is either live on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, such as Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings, and these teaching sessions are uploaded very soon after that we're done here live on Facebook, which is the Crossway Church, Queen City, Texas Facebook page. If you're not following the Pastor Curtis page, please do. If you're not following the Curtis Hutchinson page, please do. Go and subscribe to the YouTube channel and you'll find the truth, the word of the truth of the gospel there at all times. You'll find it there and you'll be encouraged, edified, and I just pray the Lord would use what he's given us to minister to bless you tremendously. Sometime from right now, over the next two or three weeks, hopefully closer to now, I'm going to be putting out a, uh, a new commentary, if I can get this balanced in there so you can see it. It's going to be the first four chapters of Romans. I've written the entire 
commentary session on all of the book of Romans, and I'm going to be releasing those uh, in first this time in ebook form on the website. I'll be letting you know when I put it out there, but it'll be in four chapter segments because it takes so long to format it and, and to spell check it and spell check it again, and still there'll be an error, you know, but the time uh, is of the essence, and I'm trying to get the, the, this information out there for others to be blessed through it and this great focal focus point of Christ and him crucified. And we're just so thankful for the opportunity the Lord has given us to be able to do this. And through your help, many of you support Crossway Church financially. And I'm thankful for that. It takes finances to be able to do all these things. You don't just have the time or the supplies or the software or all the things just floating around uh, for your convenience to do these things. It takes finances to put 10 expositor study Bibles into the hands of 10 inmates a week to have the time to do these Bible studies so that I don't have to have a secular job that wouldn't allow me to do this, to have time to do the commentary writing, to format them, to spell check them, to go here, that all the things it requires finances. And I'm thankful for those of you who uh, the Lord is blessing through this ministry and you show your appreciation to him by sowing to him through this ministry so that these things can continue to take place. So praise the Lord. Let's begin this morning in part eight of this series. We're doing the secret and the fear of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 33 this morning. We're going to see a beautiful picture this morning, I believe, of Christ and him crucified like never before. God enhances the view of the lamb for those who are learning to look to Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Those who are learning that the Holy Spirit always delivers us who are alive unto the death of Jesus. So for his sake that we might express him, not going to express him lest we're beholding him and what he did at Calvary. That's where our faith must rest exclusively. We must be beholding that, 2 Corinthians 3.18, to be being changed into that image by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So let's read this morning here in Isaiah chapter 33. Uh, let's start in verse 5. Just two verses here. Isaiah 33 and 5. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. Justice and righteousness is what he's filled Zion with. That's where we're headed, my friend, Zion. Hallelujah. Watch now, verse 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. And strength of salvation, colon, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Mm, glory be to God. The fear of of the Lord is his treasure. Get this now. And when you look at the word treasure here, let's go ahead and do that together this morning. It means a depository. It's where he's, he has deposited everything that you're going to experience from him. The fear of the Lord is his depository. It also means armory. It also means his garner, his, his storehouse, his treasure house. That's what these things mean. This, this, this means, this word, uh, treasure. It means his storehouse. Look, let's click on it again. There was something there I, I, I didn't. It, it, it's a place. Let's go back to the root word from where this comes from. And it means to store up, to lay up. This is where everything is laid up for us in the fear of the Lord, the value of the Lord, the reverence unto the Lord. This place where one's faith is in the sacrifice of Christ. We're not talking about fearing God. If you missed uh, the session before the last one, which would have been session six, 
Go back and listen to that, and you'll see the great scriptural difference between fearing God and having the fear of God, the fear of the Lord. There's a huge difference. A lot of people fear God, but they're not functioning by the fear of the Lord, which is a work of the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 11.2. But here we see, let's read verse 6 again. This is going to be very revealing today, very revealing today. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. Now, we understand this is talking about prophetically a time when God is going to restore the city of Zion and Jesus is going to rule for a thousand years in that place. We'll be ruling with him as kings and priests. But now, for you and me as the church, having the Spirit of God dwelling in us, a new heart, a new spirit, hallelujah, that wisdom and knowledge is the stability that we have now in Christ Jesus. I said now in Christ Jesus because we've been given the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and encouraged, not really encouraged, but commanded to grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And But it says here, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability that which makes you stable. The, and, and, and we know that the preaching of the cross is the wisdom of God that brings us the knowledge and, and gives us the stability that we have in Christ Jesus. Watch. And strength of salvation. You're not allowed. Let me just go ahead and lay this on the table. You're not allowed, I don't believe, to even say or think about salvation. The word saved salvation without you having in your mind a focus of Christ in what he did at Calvary. There is no aspect of salvation outside of Jesus Christ laying his life down on Calvary's cross. So to say the word saved, our mind must be at the cross to talk about salvation. It, we must talk about the cross. Even when we're talking about the benefits of salvation, we cannot just preach the benefits of salvation without preaching where we must find our faith to have the benefits of salvation. Do you understand that? There are a lot of people, preachers, preaching benefits, but not the place that the Holy Spirit is delivering you so that you can partake of the divine nature, partaking of the benefits provided you there. They do not just automatically happen. A preacher cannot just pronounce the experience of the benefits into your life. A lot of them out there trying to make a living doing that, they're called hirelings. I'm not being ugly, but it's true. And they're becoming more noticeable every day. Every day when they're just trying to pronounce the experience of the blessing of the Lord on the people, that cannot be done. The message of the cross can be preached and there's access then if one acknowledges the gospel from the heart, then the benefits of the gospel of Jesus Christ can be experienced. But I nor any other minister can just pronounce, decree, and declare the experience. What I mean by that is we cannot put you in the experience or the experience in you. We must pronounce, decree, and declare the righteousness of God, which is the preaching of the cross so that you can by faith enter into the very benefits of knowing Christ, of having your faith in that place that he delivers you unto always for Christ's sake so that you can express him in that mortal body that you're living in. Expressing Christ is experiencing the benefits of of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So watch this again now and look at Look at the great picture of what Calvary has offered every man. What the, the story of Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God has offered to every man. Watch this in verse 5 and 6 again before we move on. The Lord is exalted, not men. The Lord is exalted for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. 
and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times and strength of salvation. You see, your strength comes from the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this now. There's a colon there. And you know what we teach here in the ministry at Crossway Church, that when there is a colon in Scripture, what comes immediately after that colon is going to be the specifics or the intensifying or the enhanced view of what was just said. So let's read verse 6 again before we move into what's written after the colon. Watch this. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times, our times right now in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This is prophetically, let me say it again, speaking of a time coming when Christ is reigning for a thousand years and we reigning with him. But for us as the church, inwardly now, the new man is there. Hallelujah. The new man is being strengthened by the grace of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Watch this. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times and strength of salvation, colon, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. The fear of the Lord is his <clears throat> storehouse. The fear of the Lord is where he's laid everything up for you. Get this now. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Now, uh, that's a very powerful uh, thing. And when, when we come back in January, by the way, today will be the last cross time until January the 5th, a couple weeks off and doing holiday things with the family and busy, busy time. And, and, uh, but anyway, when we come back January the 5th, we're going to look. I'm t telling you this ahead so you can go ahead and do a little homework and be ready for the, for the uh, uh, teaching January the 5th. But we're going to be looking in Malachi at the fear of the Lord. And there we'll see something very precious that ties in with what we're teaching today. But before we move on, let's say that uh, together the end of verse 6 again. Are you ready? The fear of the Lord is his treasure. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Now, let's, let's go to Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 6 this morning. Here's where the rubber meets the highway. Yes, even in the old covenant, but it's more precious and has light in it, even though then it was only shadow, type and shadow, because Christ has come as the light and through what he did as the lamb on Calvary's cross, that light has made everything that once was a type and a shadow now to be light to us in Christ. So when we read things now in the Old Testament, they're no longer type and shadow. That's why everybody in that denominational thing called the Church of Christ, they need to get up and get out of that if they're not, if you're, if they're not even exalting Christ using the Old Testament scriptures because there's where Christ uh, was being revealed. He said the scriptures are about him. The scriptures are concerning him. Hallelujah. And we need to look at Christ from Genesis through Malachi and Matthew through Revelation because all of the word of God shows us a greater enhancement of, uh, enhancement of the one who is the living word of God and what he did for us and to us as the Lamb of God. So watch this beautiful layout of Scripture this morning in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. My son, everybody say if, if, if you will receive my words, not, not receiving them if we're not hearing them, and hide my commandments with thee, that means... That, to hide God's commandments, his word with us means we're, that's what we're laying up. That's what we're, that's what we're receiving. That's what we're hearing and receiving. That's what we're keeping. That's what we're looking at. Watch now. So that you incline your ear unto wisdom. It takes God's word being received. That means by faith in the heart, 
laying God's word up. It's what I'm carrying with me. It's, it's, it's what I'm carrying with me. It's what I'm living according to. Remember, God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If I'm receiving. It's not because I quote Psalms 119, 105. It's not because I say his word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's because it is in experience lighting my path. I walk the path of truth, the word of his truth. Hallelujah. Watch this now. <clears throat> Verse 2. So that you incline your ear unto wisdom <clears throat> and apply your heart to understanding. Verse 3. Watch the little word, two-letter word again. <clears throat> Yea, if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding. Listen, this place of crying out for knowledge, the knowledge of the truth and the wisdom of God's word, this place of lifting up our voice for understanding, that, that this is not talking about coming to church on Sunday morning and Wednesday evening and, and saying, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. There's, we need to be doing that. This is talking about a state of, of the heart, a state of the heart that that's not going away, doesn't come and go. It is the state of the heart that is receiving the word of the Lord and keeping the word of the Lord and listening, inclining our ear, our spiritual ear unto the wisdom of the word of the Lord and applying our heart to the understanding of the wisdom of God's word. And yea, if you cry after knowledge, that's what you're asking for. Didn't Peter write to us that we're to grow in the grace and the knowledge of not everything, but of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church is too busy trying to focus on and learn everything other than the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, watch now, here it comes. If you, if, you seek her as silver <clears throat> and search for her as for hid treasures. Remember, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. It's his garner. It's his place where he's laid up. Everything, the fear of the Lord, those that reverence the Lord, those that fear the Lord, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he shows them his covenant. You see, within this new covenant is everything God is offering all humanity. He's not offering anything to anybody on the planet outside of the new covenant, which Jesus said is in his blood. It is nowhere else. So when I get up and I'm decreeing and declaring and, 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 and trying to pronounce the experience of the benefits on the people of God without preaching the cross of Christ, the new covenant, first of all, that means that I'm not seeing it because if I was, I'd be preaching it. If I was accepting the very place that the Holy Spirit is delivering me unto, then that what he's delivering me to, death, would be working in me. Then I could be expressing Christ, who is the new covenant, and then because others could be pointed to this place where he's working death in his people, they could in turn express Christ. It's not all about a house and a, a, a car. That's what we've made the treasures. But the Bible says, lay not up treasures for yourself here on the earth, but in heaven. Does it not say that in Matthew 6, 20? We'll get there in a minute. Watch this now. Verse 4. If you seek her, this knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasure, 
Then shall you, then, you're not going to trip over this and just trip up into this and say, hey, look what I found. Hey, no, no, no. I love what the Lord told Brother Jimmy Swaggart some several, several years ago. The answer for which you seek. See, here, here about two years ago, around that period, the Lord just one day just said, without seeking, there will be no finding. And the, and the focus of that phrase, the answer for which you seek, is found in the cross. The answer for which you seek is only found in the cross. The answer for which you seek. Anybody not seeking for the right treasure is not going to find what God wants them to find. Let me say that again. Anybody that's seeking for the wrong treasure is not going to find what God wants them to find. See, here in this second chapter of Proverbs, we see that God's wisdom, his knowledge, and understanding him is what he calls treasure. Are you seeking these things as if you were somebody told you? I promise you, son, if somebody told you that 50 years ago they buried $50 million in gold coins out there on your five acres, this time next week you wouldn't have any grass on it. You'd rent an excavator. You, you'd have that five acres, acres dug up like nobody's business. You would be expending all your time and efforts out there digging for that $50 million in gold. Oh, you'd have that five acres tore up. God's looking for those that fear him. Those that fear him. Those that fear him. He's going to be showing his covenant because within the confines of that covenant, Jesus Christ and what he did on Calvary's cross is the riches of all of heaven and any true riches that are on the earth. Let's continue. That was just too good. Let's start in verse 4. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 4. If you seek her as silver, talk about knowledge and understanding, wisdom. Watch, watch where this is, watch where the Holy Spirit is taking us to this great revelation for those who have ears to hear, eyes to see, and spirit taught hearts. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then shall you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Did you see that? Then will you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. But who, who is it that's going to reach the place of understanding the fear of the Lord, which is his treasure. Who is it that's going to reach this place of finding the knowledge of God? And my friend, this is not just speaking of the born-again experience exclusively. This, this is written to a people who were already God's people. I want you to hear that again. This is written to a people who were already God's people. Many times we think, sometimes I think we think that when God went and delivered Israel from Egypt, that he made them his people. No, they were his people when they went into Egypt, though a handful there was, a little more than a handful. They were already his people coming out of Egypt was God delivering his people from slavery, from bondage. And my friend, he can do that to you, for you today, 
as a child of God, if you've been in the bondage and chains of self-inflicted destruction and corruption, if you'll come back to a focus of Jesus and what he did at Calvary and get you a Bible and know that he wants to teach you the fear of the Lord more than you want to know it, he's willing to teach you the fear of the Lord. It has to be taught. It is really a part of the attributes, the working of the Holy Spirit. We see that in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, when prophetically Isaiah said that the Spirit would rest upon Christ and then the list, let's go read it this morning. Uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 11, verse 2. This is very helpful. Watch now. Let's start in verse 1, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. This is talking about Jesus Christ coming to this earth to redeem men. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of the Lord now in detail comes to us. Watch the spirit of wisdom and understanding. See there? See there? We just read this now. Wisdom and understanding going to be the stability of your times and then described as the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Watch now. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, meaning Christ, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear and of the fear of the Lord. So we see here that the fear of the Lord is of the Spirit of God drawing, drawing and showing us, wanting us to see that which he's delivering us unto, which is the death of Jesus. Because it's the only place where the life of Jesus can flow out of us. So I knew that would help you because, and again, go back and listen to session six and you'll see the difference between people who fear God, but they fear other gods that are not gods. And while they fear God, they disobey God blatantly to his face. But the spirit of the fear of the Lord, and it is a spirit. Have you ever noticed it is the spirit of faith, the spirit of love, Everything is of the Spirit, even the fear of the Lord, the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. <clears throat> and we must be taught, but to be taught, we must be seeking. Did you see that? Let's get back over here in Proverbs, <clears throat> where we were, and read verses 5. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 5. Then, then after you've been found by God seeking for knowledge and wisdom and understanding like it's treasure, like silver and gold, like treasure, desperate, <clears throat> desperate to know God's will, God's word, God's plan, especially for you. Seeking. The answer for which you seek is found only in the cross, because the cross is the covenant, the new covenant in the blood of Jesus. The secret, this secret, listen, the church today doesn't know this. They don't really know it. You can read it and say, well, I know that. I've read that before. I know that. But you, listen, if you, if that, listen, when you read this, if it doesn't result in an all out, just Getting rid of everything else. I'm not talking about selling your house and car and living out in the woods. I'm talking to my everything else becomes so far much far lower and secondhand back burner because everything now in the forefront of our minds is a thrust and a seeking for the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding of our God. Because the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Watch now. Then if you seek her as silver 
and search for her as for hidden treasures. Get that. You're not going to trip up over into the fear of the Lord. You're not just going to wake up one day and be in the fear of the Lord. It's, you, you, you can forget it. You're not even going to, listen, you're not even going to pray for the fear of the Lord and the fear of the Lord just be there because you asked for it. No, the scriptures speak of something being required. You must be seeking. And listen, I, listen, this, you don't really know exactly what it is that you're seeking for, but you are seeking and you must know to a little bit of what you're seeking for because here we're told it's knowledge and wisdom and understanding of the Lord that only comes through the scriptures. If, if you receive my word, get that now, if you receive, if you will receive my word, hide my word with you. That means that's what's got the front foot. That's now what is leading. That's now what is guiding. Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet. And Lord, it is finally a light to the path where my feet are walking. Hallelujah. Every, I remember in 1994, oh, long-haired hippie, earrings hanging out, tattoos on me, just... Man, I looked like the work. Now, I was a backslidden Christian. And I remember just at the sound and the reminder of the gospel one day in the middle of the day on my job that the gospel came and it and the Lord himself convicted me and the fear of the Lord came upon me right there. And I know it was the fear of the Lord because... I, I went and got me a Bible and I started seeking. I started seeking. I didn't know what really I was seeking except to learn more about this Lord who died for me. And, and I'm telling you, the fear of the Lord gripped a hold of my heart. And I went home and I told my wife, Robin, I said, I'm through with all that other stuff. And man, I tell you folks, I was a mess. Just like a lot of Christians are today, they truly got saved. Just because you start living in sin and, and dabbling out out there in the world and you get yourself in some chains, even chains that you used to be in. My friend, that don't mean that your salvation is gone out the window. That just means your experience because of your lack of focus on that salvation has gone out the window. He's still there. If you got saved, there's still a little flicker burning in your heart. And all you got to do is look back to Jesus and what he did for you at Calvary, my friend. And that flame of that fire will begin to grow and expand. Oh, my goodness. Don't let somebody tell you you didn't get saved if you know you did. But, 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 but. You begin to value and love other things more than you love the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus taught us, you, listen, if you, you, you can't love me unless you hate your family. Father, mother, all of them. He was, and he, we know he wasn't talking about being hating your family. He was talking about the, comparing the love you have for him to the love you have for them will make it look like, or maybe they might even accuse you of hating them because he now has the reins of your heart. You do understand that, right? He's not teaching you to hate your family. He's teaching you to love him. And, and if you try, listen, if, if somebody else gets the affection of your heart in a, high, in, a, in a place that exceeds his place, then my friend, listen, you're going to be in big trouble. And this is the church's problem. I know experientially what I'm talking about. We can love the Lord but love ourselves and other things more than him. Oh, yes. That's why we can love the Lord and our lives be in a mess. Oh, yes. There's a love for him. But then we read the scripture where Jesus tells us, if you love me, you're obeying me. And we go, uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm, I'm not obeying. I'm, man, I'm, I'm, man I, the things that are in the scriptures that my life are supposed to look like today, they're not there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So there's something there that we don't know. And at that point right there, 
If you're a Christian, you're convicted by the Holy Spirit over that, and we either push that conviction aside and say, well, ain't nobody perfect, you know. And, you know, I got my reasons. God, God knows my heart and all this other list of things that these puppets with the hand of Satan uh, influencing and telling us to say and to justify why we're not found faithful in our lives according to what the Scriptures portray instead of us beginning right then to say, Lord, forgive me, and we get us a Bible and we begin to seek to know him, seek to understand him, seek his wisdom. Why is my life not? Why have I been making excuses for all this? Because really, excuses are the avoidance of seeking him, and if I'm not seeking his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, then listen, my friend, I'm not going to find myself, I'm not going to end up with the fear of the Lord. I'm, listen, if you cry after knowledge, that means you want knowledge. That means you want the experience of what you know, not just some that you know to tell somebody. Uh-uh. Listen, folks, folks who only want to know something to, to tell somebody else, not going to be found in this. Let's go back. If you receive my words and hide my commandments with you so that you incline your ear to, to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yeah, if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasure, then shall you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God... Did you see that? Watch verse 6. Here it comes. Because the Lord gives wisdom, colon, there's that colon, get ready for the intense enhancement of the specifics of what he just said. Let's read it again. Because the Lord gives wisdom, James said he gives it liberally. If you'll ask in faith. The Lord gives wisdom, how? Here it comes out of his mouth, his word. Here we are back to his word. If you'll receive my word, hide my word in your heart. Seek wisdom. Let your ear be seeking to hear so that you can apply your heart to understanding. This is something of experience, my friends. For the Lord gives wisdom. How? Out of his mouth comes knowledge in understanding. That means out of the, the word of the Lord comes. So I wanted to show you that this morning that ain't nobody that's not seeking going to be found in the fear of the Lord. Nobody. Not one. Not anybody. This is a process given to us in the Old Testament revealed to us in Christ in the New Testament and we're, there's more responsibility and more requirement on the new covenant believer than the old covenant believer ever thought about having on them. You thought the law weighed on them? My friend, do you know to whom much is given, much is required? Do you not see that much more has been given to us? Oh, we like quoting those scriptures, but then when it comes down to the requirement, the responsibility... That's again where we either say, well, there ain't nobody perfect. And you know, God's mercy and God's grace, hallelujah, you know, and, and, you know, and all these excuses. Instead of being convicted, this is where the fear of the Lord comes into play. This is where the fear of the Lord is in the experience because the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he shows them, makes known to them his covenant. And only within the perimeters of this new covenant can you learn the fear of the Lord. Can you experience the fear of the Lord? Can holiness be perfected in the fear of the Lord? 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. We discussed that in one of the previous sessions. Go back and listen to all the other seven sessions with your Bible in front of you and an attentive heart seeking the Lord's wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Not this world stuff. 
Are you caught up more in world news than you are the word of the Lord? Do you go to bed at night with the word of the Lord stirring in your heart or the world's problems, the, 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 the news that you've heard on TV? Do, I mean, what is it that your heart is being filled with? Amen. So watch this now, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. I told you we'd get there in a minute. Jesus teaching us in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. <clears throat> Lay not up. For yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. And let me go ahead and add something to this. And where when you die and leave it, <clears throat> you'll never see it again. And you're not taking any of it with you. Let's read this beautiful verse one more time. Lay not up for lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. Where moth and rust does corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures where? In heaven. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now let's go back to our beginning scripture this morning in Isaiah 33 and 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times, Christian. Wisdom of Christ. All the riches of the wisdom of God. Colossians says is in Christ. All the treasures of God's wisdom are in Christ Jesus where you are. Get this. And wisdom and knowledge, this is the knowledge Peter wrote about, that through the knowledge that we've received of Christ and what he did at Calvary, we can now partake of the divine nature. Are you seeking that wisdom? Are you seeking that knowledge? If you're not, you can't be growing in that grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't happen automatically. We still must be seeking him. Paul said that I may know him. That's a seeking prayer. I want to know him. That means I want to continue to seek him. See, you've got to follow Christ. You've got to be seeking him. The Bible promises us that God's word rather declares to us that if we seek him with our whole heart, that we'll find him. Where are we going to find him? Well, where is he delivering you unto? Where is God found? My friend, he's found at the cross. So let me say it again. I, 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 I uh, produced yesterday, not produced, but I, I ministered, if you will, another session in the Overflow series we're doing on Delivered Unto Death Always. I believe yesterday was part, I, I can't keep up, six, I'm somewhere in there. So go to the YouTube channel and watch all those sessions on Overflow uh, that are titled... Uh, delivered unto death always and you'll see some profound truths in the word of God there and, and many many reasons that we're learning every single day as the reason he delivers us unto death always 2 Corinthians 4.11 is because there is where we find him there's where we there's where he chose us before the foundation of the world yet manifest on Calvary's cross there's where we found him there's where we find him now if you seek him do you know I wish I could find this we got a few minutes let me go oh uh, let me see uh in in here in mm, the, let me just see if I can tell it and then we'll look for it uh, I think it's Jeremiah, the prophet, declares God through Jeremiah saying, tell my people if they're going to boast in anything, if they're going to glory in anything, it better be that they know and understand me. And then Paul comes along and 
the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul and intensifies that with great enhancement of the Lamb by saying, I forbid you to boast in anything other than the cross. Let's see if we can find this. Glory, we'll look that word. If you don't know what I'm doing in my Bible app here, and I consider this like a, a college class, so just join me every week, Monday and Friday. Bring your Bible, pencil, paper, and we can learn things together. Glory and boast. No, let's... Uh, uh, and Kano, and what I'm doing here is I put glory, the word and, and then the word no, and I'll see if I can find this, and here it is, Jeremiah 9.24. It brings up the Bible verse where that word glory and the word no, both are in one verse, and I'm, I know this is known by a lot of people, but some it's not, and, then, and you, they will be thankful today for this knowledge. So if you have a Bible app, you can put uh, quotation marks around words such as I know their quotation marks, I know their works, quotation marks, and every verse in the Bible where that phrase you put in there is located, they'll all come up. Or if you just want to know every Bible verse that has two words in it, you can do what I just did, type the word glory in your search bar in your Bible app, the word and space in between, and then the second word, and it, and it works. You can bring up all the scriptures where the word no or a, a, a glory and the word no are involved, and I found what I was looking for to be able to share quickly with you today. Watch this now. This Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 24. But let him that glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. Get that. And think about what the Holy Spirit through Paul said in Galatians 6, 14. God forbid that I boast, that we boast, that you and me boast in anything other than the cross of Christ through which we were crucified to the world and the world to us. Now, back to Jeremiah 9, 24. Watch what's mentioned here. But let him that glories glory in this. word means boast. That he understands and knows me. That right there will cause those that love God to quit making excuses and to dig in, if you will, to begin to seek him and understand him and know him like never before. Watch, that I am the Lord which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. You need to highlight that verse because when you highlight that verse and you come right back to Isaiah 33 and 6, We'll read it again. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. And the knowledge and the wisdom of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, is where we find our stability, being stable, not double-minded, not unsound, but sound, doctrinally sound, through that form of doctrine that made us stable and sound. What a wonderful truth this is. There are those out there that are seeking, but they don't know what they're seeking. And God is raising up men and women, boys and girls, in every nation, every tribe, and every tongue to proclaim the cross. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and what he did on the cross as the Lamb of God, the new covenant, the open door of Jesus to God into the benefits of the new covenant, the new creation. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of, your, of our time now in Christ and strength of salvation. Strength of what? Strength of salvation, colon, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. It's his storehouse. It's where everything is. He's laid up, and it's the only place that we can experience to be laying up for ourselves in heaven 
where our hearts should be, that which will not ever be stolen, will never decay or rust or be blown away. It'll be there forever. The fear of the Lord is our Lord's treasure. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Are you experiencing the fear of the Lord? Because it is to depart from evil. It is a strong confidence. It is a fountain of life. It is our departure from the snares of death. Those were all Bible verses that we've gone over in these past sessions. And I encourage you for your own <clears throat> spiritual well-being to go back and listen to them if you missed them, go back and listen again with your Bibles before you, your paper, your heart open for the truth of the gospel. And your Lord, your Lord will lead you in and teach you that which is his treasure being the fear of the Lord. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. He is our exceedingly great reward. He is our treasure. Glory be to God. I hope that you've been stirred and moved by the spirit of truth along this trail of truth that he's attempting to guide you and I on moment by moment. And he will as often as we are willing to accept the place he's delivering us unto, which is the death of his son and allow that death to work in us that the very life of Christ may be ministered through us and have a great effect on all that know us. May I say to you today, all of you, Merry Christmas. And may we remember what this season is all about. Our God becoming Emmanuel to us. God with us. When he came through the virgin birth to redeem us from our sins as the Lamb of God, he came to stay. And our Father loved us so much that he sent his Son and gave his Son on the cross. And his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, loved us so much that he obeyed even unto that death of the cross. And the Holy Spirit loves us so much that he will always deliver us unto that place. And if our love is for God and what he's done for us, we'll accept that assigned and designated place that he moment by moment delivers us unto so that moment by moment the expression of his Son can be in our lives and our ministries. Again, Merry Christmas to you. God bless you richly in and through these holiday seasons. And may it be an opportunity to present this glorious gospel to many that are in your family or those you work with or whoever. I'm looking forward to this year closing out, but next year coming upon us rapidly and the promise in the book of Psalms is that he has dropped fatness on his paths for us. He's crowned our year with goodness and dropped abundance in his path for us. This stable path he set our feet in. That stable race that he set before us. I pray that his touch be upon you today. Everything that pertains to you, body, soul, and spirit, that his touch be upon all of you today, today, right now. And I pray that you join us every Monday and Friday right here at 9 a.m. Central Time. I pray that you'd ask the Lord if he wants you to help us with these Bibles going into the hands of the inmates. And if you desire to give the Lord an offering for what he's offering you through this ministry, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 
231-5950. God bless you. I love you. And I hope you and all of yours have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.